turn it off. Okay, there we go. Uh, so, I wanted to get into, first of all, the Corduroy Orbison album. Uh, great work. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your guitar work's always been impressive to me, so it was nice to hear it in album form, like in a long form where there's a lot of different kind of samplings of how you service a song. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we, I mean, there's so many different styles of songs, so it really gave me an opportunity to sink my teeth into different guitar voices, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. so w- did you have a main guitar for this? Almost album? every, I actually think every single track was me on my uh, Telecaster, nice. my Fender Telecaster. Yeah, that's something we have in common. Yeah telecaster boys i love uh, it yeah, yeah the telly is just so so versatile too and you it seems like you've kind of explored that on the album really yeah absolutely so i'm a i'm a country music fan not like you know not country music but you know yeah, like yeah. uh just the you know the, the classic country uh stylings at least and like um the telecaster's there but main telecaster through history has just been rock history has been so prevalent in so many things like bruce springsteen mm-hmm. to like johnny five like john five from you know, Marilyn Manson, oh, Rob Zombie, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy rocks a Telecaster. And that's actually when, in the 2000s, I learned about how that was his go-to metal rig. And it's like, well, wow. fucking brutal. All right, let's just yeah, see what we can yeah. get out of this instrument. So I actually picked that telly up in outside of Denver, Colorado. We went there for really? uh, to see Sturgill Simpson at Red Rocks. And we stopped by this used music shop. And I just saw it there. I'm like, what? Like, ticked all my boxes. I wanted a Telecaster. It had a... Uh, a satin maple neck and like well i think nice. i'm gonna go for it and i love nice. it i love it yeah i i've always thought tellies were so comfy in my mm-hmm. hand because i have i have small hands i have the opposite yeah. of your uh your deal you might have a thing where if some guitars aren't right for your hands because they're too big for it almost yeah but, it's true it's um, true i have the opposite so uh and somehow a telly works for both of us that's kind of random that the same guitar feels comfy to both of us yeah that is interesting uh, but so, uh, John Five. I wanted to get get to this real quick before we uh, go, go completely off. Where yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, John Five. What kind of pickups does he put in a fucking Telecaster? Because it can't be the <clears throat> same like single coil. No, I don't think so. Pickup. He must like. Uh, I bet. I just assume there's some sort of EMG pickups or That's something like thought, that. Like yeah, I would yeah. only assume some right, sort yeah. of active system. I don't know though. That's what I'd put in it. Yeah. If I was gonna do anything like what he does, anything even close to that, I would have to. You have to put something different in there. Right. Um. The pickups that are in it are great for kind of the classic use mm-hmm. of a Telecaster. You know. D- right. Did you keep yours the same? Yeah, yep. left it. That's yep. I always have too because yep. I'm like it's a Telecaster. I want right. to keep it as long as I can, as long as it makes sense to. Uh, but I have seen like the Slipknot Telecaster. Have you seen that? No, but uh, uh in any stores or anything, I saw it, I it has. I have. It has like the humbucker in. I think it has the humbucker in the single. Uh, you know, yeah, setup. I don't that know makes how to say that right. Yeah, <laughs> like in the bridge maybe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them's a hum. At least one of them's got to be a humbucker, right? For fucking Slipknot. I mean, Slipknot. Yeah, like absolutely. it's got to be heavy. There's got to be like some more depth to it, uh, right? So like, I hear you uh, doing like all the. I don't know, man. You just know exactly how to service a song. That's the best way to put it. Thank uh, you. And we said that in the Corduroy episode with the three guys. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of R's in that word, and it, yeah, <laughs> it trips me up a little true. bit. Uh, <laughs> um. I was, I don't know if I was one of those kids who couldn't say their R's or not, but I feel <laughs> like it sometimes. I feel like I was one of those kids. Yeah. Uh, so how do you even go about, uh, I mean, I guess you just start playing the scale and see what happens. Is that kind of how it happens? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's almost a little bit more serendipitous than that. So I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's intuition or 
training or just you know i've been playing guitar for about two decades now almost and um and uh i guess it's really easy i don't want to say easy but it's really intuitive for me to like fall into a song or to figure out how i can like you were saying i think david our, our lead singer often says this how i can service it right or well um so i hear we get the structure going and then we got the lyrics and then sometimes we have uh, you know the basic outline of the rhythm and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i just fill in where i can basically and just like try not to be intrusive with his lyrics or the vocal or the main the main melody or and i don't want to mess up the the pocket too much so i just try to mold myself in there yeah yeah but no, i'm a big student of music i love love all like you hear this from everyone of course they love all styles of music but i really think a very diverse um eclectic taste of music and playing music so i think it just really helps to have that especially in a band like corduroy where it's four dudes and we all have uh eclectic tastes that do overlap of course but yeah um like on that album i mean it's 11 songs we've got like experimental jazz and like mm-hmm. harder styled rock and then um yeah. some soul blues kind of stuff and uh and some like a piano ballad and <laughs> all this other stuff so it's really just a good way for me to experiment yeah yeah no they're uh i noticed that david the lead singer he uh seems to make even the even the most difficult to he makes it anthemic somehow. Even the songs where you'd think it would be most difficult to do that, he makes yeah. he makes some kind of anthemic thing out of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciated the shit out of that. I was like, man, yeah. some people just don't. It seems like they kind of phone it in almost, and they don't really, I don't know, they don't, and some people just don't think about that kind of aspect of it. But yeah. it was really like, had kind of a sing-along vibe to it. Yeah. I, I like that a lot about it. That's great. I like to hear that. One of... um. This is separate from the album, but one of my favorite moments playing recently in, in recent memory, we had a gig at Lamasco. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I don't remember when that was. Like, maybe April or... Hell, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, but there's a moment where we're playing one of our originals, which weren't on the album. They were a single released in November. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a, a... I wouldn't say sing-along part. There's a crazy solo section, and there's a bunch of O-O-O's. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like, the crowd was singing those O-O-O's oh, with nice. us. Like, they just, like, latched onto that because it's just so intuitive to, like... Right. When I sing with it. So yeah. it was a really, really cool feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. There's something about that when everyone kind of sings along. There's some artists that really tap into it. Yeah. Ben Folds taps into that. On sure. His, when he does live shit, especially when he's by himself, uh, he does that where he, he, he will actually instruct the audience before he plays the song. He's like, when this section comes up, you this side does this and this side does this and nice it's really cool yeah that's a good live like move part of it yeah 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 um and yeah it's really it's an easy like kind of it's almost like crowd work you know it's the equivalent it's the musical equivalent of crowd work yeah um so that's nice that you you guys have something people can learn really quickly and just mm-hmm. do it right that's awesome there's also stuff they can't learn really quickly but um because right. david uh i mean i'm lucky because i'm with um a group of guys that are all really, really great songwriters. Like, uh, just I, nice. I consider like brilliant songwriters, and um, and sometimes they're, they, uh, especially David, will take some really unique songwriting paths or choices. Especially how he 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 works words together, and it's just not mm-hmm. uh, to not overuse the word intuitive. It's just not intuitive to uh, maybe a, a, a natural songwriter, but it's like he makes these really nice prosy lines work together. Nice, and uh, he knows how to nail them. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated that about it. Uh, that it's, that it is wordy. 
yeah. a lot of people. Oh, there's a lot of words. Yeah, I had right. to type up those lyrics for the fucking <laughs> liner notes, man. Uh, a lot of words. A lot of words. Well, you were in the. You had the right career path to be the typist of right. the band. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know what the others do necessarily, but uh, yours is pretty appropriate for that. Um, right. Done a lot of typing in your day. Oh I yeah, imagine. a lot of transcribing, a lot of typing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, a lot of listening to interviews too. I would oh imagine. my gosh, yeah, just none. I mean, fucking hours. Did you listen to the album and actually type it up as you were listening and pause for, it as you went? For some of the songs, yeah, but after, at some point, I like forced those guys to send me their handwritten <laughs> lyrics, and then I still listened while I was like reading it and typing it just uh, to make sure, like, because you know sometimes when you record something, you wrote it maybe weeks and weeks before you mm-hmm. record it, you, you perform it live, you find out that some words don't work. and Right. Something like, works better. Yeah, exactly. Moment. Yeah. Um, so I had to fact check, but I guarantee you there's uh, errors on the, uh, <laughs> the lyrical liner notes, which is kind of fun. It um, is fun. Because who gives a shit at the end of the day? No, exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. If someone was like really, like I wanted to make sure they were in there, because I've always loved liner notes and albums, or you know, whenever I pick up something, I love to just like, See what the band put in there, and I do too. So I said, "Who lyrics. gives a shit?" But I am one of the people who gives a shit. <laughs> but still, like, yeah, exactly. In the the overview sense, who gives a shit? But sometimes right. there might be someone who's like, oh, well, "I really like that line," but I can't, like, I just want to see it. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I'm a real musical guy, and even though I'm a you know a writer, I guess, but I'm not a songwriter. So mm-hmm. when I'm hearing a song, I'm focusing on like music and like the tone of the words, and not necessarily the words themselves. So when I can right. go like look at lyrics, it really like ties it all together for me. I think a lot of songs are like that. I think some of the m- most masterfully written songs are like that, where you love the sound of the words, even though you haven't completely proce- processed what they all mean together. Right. And then you go back and you actually read what the the, the actual theme of the song, the intended theme of the song is. Yeah. And it totally pulls it together sometimes, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is even better than I thought. Yeah, or it's even worse than you thought. Yeah. It's, it's a, like, a oh, shit, times, so yeah. lyrics are really, like, just shitty poetry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, dude. <laughs> sometimes it is like that. Like, what was Robert Plant talking about? Right. <laughs> well, in that moment for him, when he ha- he wrote that down, it might have been very impactful. But yeah, exactly. to you sitting at Evansville, it might not be. Right. It depends on, you know, it really depends on a – multitude of factors which is part of what makes music awesome yeah is that it, it is that moment that uh, uh i don't know radiohead records seem to come at the best times in my life for mm. me to listen to them nice the first time mm-hmm. it's always like that day they come out i'm in a beautiful place ah. so uh i know i was newly dating my current girlfriend when uh the last record came out and we got it and put yeah. it on a cd and listened to it in the car one time through before i'd heard a single note of it i listened to it one time through yeah. all the way through fucking beautiful dude that's great Just, i love and, and that's a moment in time for me like i remember hearing the second track of that album and looking over at her and just being still in you know like oh, man, totally yeah. infatuated and uh just like infatuated with everything going on and it's just like right. yeah just those moments in your life Absolutely. sometimes are punctuated by music releases or for yeah. me they are or just the first time you heard a song yeah i i think that's the power of music and i've talked about that before it's just like compare it to any other art form and Right. Like people don't have as strong of, especially when it's tying to memories. Like, I guess they say like your sense of smell is strongly tied to memory, but like, I feel like in like the other, your other senses are too. Um, so like I can see a painting and maybe mm-hmm. I can't really relate it to a specific moment in my life always when I first saw it. But like, it's why you see arenas full of people sometimes crying when they hear a song because you right. know, 
it's a great song, but for some of those people, it's like it's taken them back to high school. It's taken them back when their brother died. It's taken them back to something because music is so str- strongly tied to our memory and emotion. Yeah. I think unlike any art form. Right, right. Um, you are you like Elliot Smith, too. Oh, so, absolutely, um, that's, man. That's one of those artists, uh, definitely. Uh, there's so many, uh, even just random albums sometimes that yeah. just pop up in my brain when I think of, like, uh, that, that I immediately associate with, uh, my girlfriend that's i'm sure everyone does that yeah it's, it's yeah. music does that too and it, you right. can almost tie it to a person and then it's like oh man, man yeah yeah it's just like you're you can i don't know it almost makes you uh, uh as you're falling in love again with that song it also it's tied to the person sometimes mm-hmm. so it's like uh that's why we have like people have like certain breakup songs or certain oh, artists yeah. that they don't like listening to because it reminds them of someone yeah. that they're no longer with or whatever. I don't right. really have much of that, honestly. I, I don't either. I try not to tie them together. I try to separate. Yeah. Except for I had a ex-girlfriend who loved Dave Matthews. Luckily, I didn't like Dave Matthews before that either. <laughs> so really, it, it just hammers it home for me. Yeah. <laughs> just proof that, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that you just don't like him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan either, honestly. He yeah. I'm him. sure he's, I mean, extremely talented. He's got a great band i'm sure it's just yeah yeah, it just doesn't hit me just doesn't hit me yeah there's a lot of music like that that just doesn't hit me then sometimes i have a perfectly good explanation for why i don't like it yeah like the foo fighters Ah. i have a perfectly good explanation for why i'm not a big fan of theirs oh well i want to hear it but go ahead and finish your thought though vague lyrics that's that's what it is that's what i'm getting at. oh okay too vague for me man don't know what the fuck you're talking about in any of your songs, Dave. That's great. Only a couple of them actually have like a theme you can really sink your teeth into. Right. I just like a. I'm I'm a sucker for a narrative. Mm-hmm. So when there's zero narrative, it's just kind of like there's nothing driving the song thematically. Yeah. The music's great. I always love and and the sound of what he's singing is great. But yeah, it just doesn't mean anything yeah. to me. I, I that's why it's hard to. It's hard to sink my teeth into. Yeah, but uh, th- do you think some of that ambiguity in the lyrics is why he's uh, popular? Probably. Why the music's popular? Probably. People can put whatever they want into him. Exactly, like Twilight was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the book Twilight was like that, right? I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. I don't know if that was a... Yeah. I don't think that was like a uh, like a little wives' tale or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that was true, that the book was so vague. Right. It never really described Bella. So any girl could put herself in that. Uh, and I say girl because a lot of the people I knew reading it were like underage, oh, sure. like yeah, yeah. Like girls. So they were like yeah. twelve and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, the a lot of media is like that. It seems like, but I, it seems like you and I gravitate toward more specific uh, kind of niche things. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Uh, like I mean, corduroy is not. Uh, <laughs> this is very is very specific. Like what uh, what David's singing is obviously trying to get to something it's not uh, yeah yeah especially andrew too andrew's he's very narrative driven oh yeah i keep uh, forgetting that yeah that yeah he's not the only songwriter yeah so he wrote on the album i mean we collectively if you look at the liner notes we credit the every song to corduroy orbison as as the four of us but you know there were like of course there were some of us who brought bulks of the parts of the songs to the band and then we crafted it from there but like so like if we're gonna talk about like that andrew i think wrote two of the song Sophia Annabelle and Pastor Joe. Okay. Which is the jazzy neo noir uh, tune and then Sophia's the piano ballad. And okay. those were yeah, like yeah, yeah. those are those are stories, you know. Right. Um and uh David wrote nice. almost everything else and then Mike wrote um 
a, the the short bluesy uh, soul ballad uh, without you on there. Okay. Yeah. 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 I um, <clears throat> my song. If I were to say I had a song, which I don't, I, I still feel like it's all four of us. But if I were to say I had a song, it'd be uh, the song Atlas. Bear of the heavens with the okay. long progressive guitar solo right. and the slow beginning and the crazy end and right, right. all that shit because that's just my jam. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy. I I really got some impact out of. I mean, the whole album has like moments, obviously. Uh, yeah. But it's like the. I don't know the the very end of the first song hit me super hard. I think nice. just because I wasn't expect it just came out of nowhere for me, uh-huh. and then uh, yeah, just that that hit me super hard today actually. When, uh-huh. um, and I was like, "Fuck, I remember this yeah. a few days ago when I listened to it." Uh, but yeah, your how has your Spotify been blowing up? Like, has it has it? Have you seen a pretty good man? It's better than uptick? any of our other releases, which have just been the EP and the singles, and uh, we're not. Right. We're not the best modern band marketers, you know. It's so fucking hard, but it's it's it's, uh, it's it has been better than before. And um, I try to get us on some um, Spotify editorial playlists, which you're okay. every every band's supposed to do now before before they release something is to submit their songs to a playlist mm-hmm. um, to Spotify. And uh, we haven't been accepted yet. So, mm-hmm. but we have seen. It's interesting to like be able to track which songs people are listening to more because you'd think. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna. No one listens to albums anymore. I mean, some people do, of course, but most people don't because that's just the the iTunes age. You know, we can choose songs individually. Um, but so it's interesting to see like which ones people are picking and choosing and listening to. You can become obsessed with the data yeah, as you, you yeah. like, and there's and it's almost meaningless unless you're really going for like some sort of um, unpure commercial viability or something. Right. Like that, which good good for the people who want to like really attack a market and like. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just making kind of demographic. Yeah, exactly. Vultures. Yeah, demographic basically. vultures. <laughs> nice. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so it's been doing okay, and um, we sold a bunch of the album release, the physical CDs, nice, and nice. Uh, people are continuing to buy. And we actually just dropped off some CDs at White Swan uh, Coffee on Franklin Street. Sweet, so I don't sweet. know if anybody wants to buy anything there, but you know they'll see it at least. You know, at the very right. least, they'll see the name, which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and we're gonna think drop some off at Hard Copies in the mall. Okay, I don't know yeah. if people actually really. Go there. I've been there a few times to buy you shit, but maybe someone sees it and they're like, "Well, I'll listen to it." Don't, don't they know. do? Do they do a record store day? They should. If they yeah, don't. they do. I think. Well, shit, I don't know actually. I don't want to say that I, confidently. I used to go to Joe's for that shit. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Joe's was great. Yeah. I know you have R.I.P. Smith on vinyl. So yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I remember. Yeah. I remember listening to that over at your house one time. Oh yeah. Uh, should I forget about that during USI? Yeah. Days. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that was cool. I forgot about that. We jammed yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a little spacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, little Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Wait, well, not. No, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Pre cancellation. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, American Beauty. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, right? exactly. We're talking about when he only only when he acted creepy. Right. As far as anyone knew. Right. Uh, yeah, we go way back. We were talking about that before we started the podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. It's probably been nine years man right yeah, dude, like at yeah, least a while something like that yeah uh yeah 2012 or so mm-hmm. uh yeah that's when i started at usi um and you were editor-in-chief of the shield and yeah. when i was doing that uh, journalism workshop the little kind of put put your toes in the pool of of journalism yeah <laughs> see class. if you like it you know <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and i did and then yeah 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 you were you still kind of worked with the shield a little but you weren't so much you moved on to to yeah. other things after that if right I remember right um, 
You did some political science stuff too, right? Yeah, that was College. my major. That was my okay, that okay. was my studies. It was okay. political science. I see. Yeah, because journalism is a worthless degree, as we all know now. <laughs> yeah. um, as we now we know. didn't know as that then know. necessarily. <laughs> um, Back then, we thought it was a burgeoning, amazing thing because it was burgeoning and amazing to us at the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was like that sense of a crossroads for like the industry. So it was really mm-hmm. when I started going to school, it was like, well, shit was starting to collapse in the print industry, but like things looked really good for online. And I guess they right. still do, but there's just no money there. And the right. newsrooms destroyed themselves from within mm-hmm. or from the top down rather. Cause you know, it's the fucking management and the corporations that really do it. Um, that are destroying the industry. I wouldn't say it's consumer habits or anything. I think it's, right. it's absolutely, um, CEOs and executive yeah. boards, but greed. Neither here nor there. So yeah, I studied political science. I had one point thought about becoming a lawyer because I don't know. That's just what hmm. people talk about doing, I guess. But yeah. uh, I never came to fruition, thankfully. <laughs> um, but I just really enjoyed. I really enjoyed writing. Political science is a shit ton of writing, and I really liked debating and like researching. So nice. Uh, just kind of all folded together. But now I really hate politics. So <laughs> I still really like absorb them, but I still hate it. Right. But. Yeah, it's kind of gotten disappointing, right? Yeah. Uh, just the discourse just kind of collapsed overnight almost, it felt like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think there, if in hindsight, there was a bunch of precursors. Right, so, like, right. 2008, it was Sarah Palin. 2010, which led to the Tea Party, which led to 2012 election with Donald Trump talking about birthism, right. and then which led to, you know, 2016, and now 2018 is even worse, and then 2019, what right. the fuck's going on? Yeah, basically at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's just a pretty bad time when you can't there's a good segment of the population that you can't get to understand why lies are bad. No, oh, yeah. I don't know how to say that a better way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, that's probably the most apt way of saying it. You yeah. can't it, don't they just will not absorb the impact of it's that lies toddler are logic. Bad. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like <laughs> it's weird, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and a lot of them were at um, the, the you know here in Evansville when Trump came to Evansville yeah. he lied to their faces and they right. don't give a shit no they don't care they don't care to back to like actually fact check him mm. they think fact checking of him is annoying yeah uh, we ran a, like a fact check op ed in a paper I worked at and yeah. uh, th- my editor chose it I didn't even choose it yeah my editor chose it but I'm the only one in the office at that time mm-hmm. and when the people came in the Trump supporters came in they complained to me about it yeah and of course it's like well this is but he does lie like that's yeah like, he lied though subjectively yeah yeah this is yeah this is objectively true what this person is saying in the op-ed right but these people are mad because it's anti-trump right that's not what fake news is dipshit yeah. like yeah exactly. I, don't, I don't know any other way to say it like it's just you stop being a dumbass yeah and actually i don't know use some critical thinking skills well it's like uh i don't know the phrase because there's definitely like a scientific phrase for this but like how no matter the more you try the worse it is it's like a chinese finger trap how about that that's not scientific but like you're fucking tugging and tugging and it's just making it worse so like anytime you try to like throw i say throw anytime you try to present facts or like you show that donald trump has done something wrong or his administration has like done something clearly historically constitutionally wrong it almost makes them dig their heels in even even deeper i think that's i mean that's why the discourse is getting worse it's just because I mean, they say the left is getting worse too, but I don't necessarily I believe it's at the same rate as the I don't either, either as the discourse on the right or anything like that. But yeah, it's just deeper and deeper and deeper into the ground. 
the discourse on the left that everyone freaks out about or that a bunch of like independent and right wing people freak out about is that uh, it's just a it's a tiny minority. Yeah. It's that tiny minority of people uh, on the Internet, mostly yeah. who are just making a ruckus about dumb shit. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, the people who complain when Louis C.K. does a show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, and the people who like complain about. Right. Clearly, First Amendment. Uh, things and they just don't like them, right? Uh, you know, it's really what it is. And at the, you know, we have the other side, which is like, like, like I said a minute ago, that kind of ties together. The fake news people just complain about what they don't like yeah. in the media, yeah. even though it's objectively true. Mm-hmm. So you have you have kind of that happening on both sides. I think there are far more people who don't give a shit about even common decency on the right than there are people who are crying about this dumb shit on the left you know? yeah that's yeah. yeah exactly yeah so there's just no different i mean there is a difference sorry um i don't know it's it's fucked up though it is and it's really fucked up but it's weird how they're both about the same volume of voice right even though the left is clearly a smaller minority of people who are a problem like a clear problem right that's weird what i'm concerned <laughs> about not to get into any uh our future Let's dystopia it, yeah. we're already into the dystopia i suppose like in all all sorts of ways but like so my concern is here's a, an actual concern <laughs> i have okay it's, it's november 2020 donald trump has lost by god knows what margin doesn't matter he's lost <laughs> He's got to be out of the office January 19th or January 20th, 2021, when they inaugurate the next president. Right. What the fuck is he going to do for those three months? Uh, November, or those two months, November to December, to right, December or January. Yeah. It's so, over three. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, right. what is this guy going to do? No, you're right. It's almost three. Well, it's like almost yeah, a full yeah, yeah, month yeah. of November, the, definitely right, all right, of December, right. and almost all January. So, yeah. It's almost uh, three. However many I'm days that is. Hanging on that. But, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, what? I mean, right. even he just had a week. You know, you just think about any time a, a sitting president leaves, they always do a few things like that. I mean, you always get the uh, the pardons and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So, I mean, I, I just am really, really curious. I are really, really terrified more on the extreme end. Like, what's going to happen? Because I'm sh- – well, I don't know that he'll lose because I don't have any faith in America. Um, <laughs> the fuck knows. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say he does. Even then, that doesn't mean we're in the clear because we still have a um, sitting duck president who can – you know, doesn't have to f- worry about repercussions because he's going to be out of office. I like that sitting duck president. Um, yeah. An extra lame duck president. There like, it is. The yeah. most lame duck president. Uh, no, you said sitting duck president, but that's kind of like. Yeah. I think I meant lame duck, but I'm going to stick with sitting yeah, duck. Yeah, sitting duck is cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like that. It's kind of a reverse thing. Yeah. So who the fuck knows man he's probably gonna pardon some of his rich buddies for sure oh uh, yeah no doubt anybody who's been charged in the uh Mueller investigation right, that's yeah. on any part of his side for sure right i i don't even i've paid half attention to the Mueller investigation um yeah. so much so that uh, so much like so that i only get like half like i might see you know five out of every ten like big articles about it like as they come through my twitter feed right and i don't even get on facebook the last month i haven't been on facebook it's so much better yeah just to be on twitter and just see the funniest best of yeah you know the internet highlight reel and not have to deal with all you know what my aunt thinks and shit like no shit not that i don't care about my aunt at all but not her political opinions right (laughs) you don't need to color your opinion of your aunt with her 
terrible thoughts. Exactly. Uh, I hate when I see family members on Twitter. That's the worst. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. This is my refuge. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't. I think my mom is on Twitter, but only like I think really, is. really <laughs> passively, and she doesn't do uh, yeah. anything. So like, so Same. it really is the safe haven for yeah. me too. Same here. It. It, it's fun. I feel like Twitter's more fun to me. Yeah, and Shit absolutely. happens on Twitter. Yeah, for sure it Facebook, does. Facebook, nothing happens. No, Facebook's it's true. Facebook's where you release your, like, the press release. That's where you put up just the press release. Yeah. It's boring official shit. But right. Twitter is where artists, like, drops shit at random. Uh-huh. It's where, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chance the Rapper just dropped his album. I know, no shit, right? I haven't yeah, listened to that yet, but I I've either. been meaning to. I actually thought about doing it today before. We have a gig tonight. I was want to oh, get nice, hyped. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Where's the gig tonight? Uh, we're playing at Stoner's in Boonville. Oh. It's one of our um, nice. partial cover gigs um, okay. to keep the band afloat. Okay. Um, Sto- Stoner's is uh, it pays well. Nice. I mean, compared to uh, just doing original gigs, it pays well. Right. In the grand scheme of things, it's getting probably paid less than bands were getting paid in the '90s for cover gigs. But oh, wow. um, what can you do? Um, society's fucked. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's so a, it's a really nice place. There are good people there. It's a good crowd. Um, we you know we're we love writing new music. We obviously just dropped the album. It's all original, um, and we're writing more now. But like we do covers too. Like a, a for some of those gigs, you know, it's like seventy five percent, sixty percent covers. You know, um, just because that's just what bars want. And if we want to like. It's fun. Make money as performing musicians, and it is. It can be really fun, especially if you choose songs you don't fucking hate. Yeah, exactly. Like, and we we are to. really able to do that. I've been very thankful in all my years as a performing musician in the city that I don't think I've been in a cover band that I've fucking hated myself being in, like at all. It's just all That's like awesome. cool rock songs or cool folk songs or cool whatever. You know, like it really is, dude. You pick the best. Like you really do. Like you thanks, pick yeah. The, the best styles of cover shit to learn. Yeah. It's the most fun. It mm-hmm. keeps you interested. Right. That's what we have to do as well. We just learned a new Radiohead song. Ooh, what'd you guys learn? One of the newer-ish ones. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, it's, well, I don't want to say which one yet, but it's, okay, it's that's fine. from In Rainbows. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck it. What? It's Body Snatchers. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> I don't know why I'm keeping a secret. But I've yeah, been yeah, uh, yeah. trying to get, I pitched it to David like last year, but I don't think it went anywhere. We were going to do like a weird fish arpeggios and into a song, like have yeah. that be the intro. Nice. But it just never went anywhere. Uh, but that's my favorite fun, Radiohead, Radiohead album. It's like, one of mine. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably the best Radiohead yeah, album. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's it, 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 For me, it's tied. It's one of the top three yeah. for me. What's your OK Computer, I, I'm going to guess? Or? OK Computer is one of the other two. And yeah. then I would I would probably say uh, the new one, the, the newest Moon one. Moonshape Pool. Yeah, Moonshape uh, Pool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I album. love that album. I really do feel like that album was like for those those are the perfect three to say because i think in rainbows and okay computer are like the parents of moonshade pool like you can hear oh, both okay. those Hell albums yeah. like on that album right plus yeah. like johnny greenwood's like his cinematic experience now like because he's mm-hmm. been doing scoring fucking movies right like really brilliant scores yeah, um, oh yeah and you hear that on that album like these really nicely orchestrated parts yes uh, throughout i mean throughout yeah. it there it's so full and just lush um that's what I love about doing uh, Body Snatchers is mm. that it's one of the more kind of like straightforward rock songs yeah. of the newest albums, you know, of the right. last three or four. Or, well, maybe like five, actually. I mean, yeah, probably. There's been a few. Well, I'm thinking I'm adding the remixes in there, probably the King of Limbs remixes. But yeah, but it's probably the most straightforward rock song of uh, definitely the last two decades for them. So yeah. uh, 
it's fucking ah, that song just gets me i'm gonna be singing it too so oh nice it'll be fun yeah yeah that's good because uh, uh, i know it just like so well yeah um but yeah i love that they play in drop d i yeah. never would have thought that song was in drop d yeah i actually didn't know that and i was like Drop D, really? Like I'm, yeah. I can play Census Fail and Radiohead in the same tuning. Those yeah. are, you know, it's funny how some of the uh, polar opposites in music do the same shit. You know right. what I mean? Like you, right? Can, it's funny how that works out sometimes. Yeah. Um, what kind of? If you had to pick one artist to cover, if you for the rest of your life you can only cover one Ooh. artist. Oh man, who the fuck's it gonna be? Wow, that's a what's a out there question, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a I don't know how to answer just off the top of my head without it being wrong. <laughs> but you know, I would choose someone with a good prolific career who has a very right. I mean, ooh, couldn't be Jim Croce. No, no, very <laughs> short, very short, but very folky. Yeah, but man, great stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean. Bob Dylan. I mean, let's just ooh, say that because there's. Okay. A, I mean, if you want to talk about someone who has a million sounds over. A long period of time. If I could okay. just cover Bob Dylan, and then you think about it, some of the best songs ever recorded were Bob Dylan covers. They've been oh, like all along the Watchtower. Fucking, call, fucking dude. brilliant. Even if you want to go cheese ball, uh, uh, wagon wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, fucking. That's a, a Bob absolutely. Dylan written chorus. Yeah, that they exactly. They just added random verses to. Yeah, killed yeah. it. Um, Old Crow Medicine Show did the yeah, verses, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we we blame them for. <laughs> Everything now that we have yeah. to hear Darius Rucker's version. Um, <laughs> it's their fault. But yeah, I'd All say Bob Dylan just because, like, I mean, okay. there's so much you can do there, and it's such a prolific body of work. Um, True. Okay. So yeah, I'm st- I'm gonna stick with that. I would stick with my sad boy, uh, Elliot Smith. Oh, nice man. Yeah, I'd probably stick with him. But He's talk about seven albums. You know, yeah, and that and in a short amount of time, yeah, I feel for like. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, he was. He must have just like eight shit had sex and wrote songs yeah you know yeah he always had a girlfriend i don't know if you've like read anything about his life or whatever not really i mean i'm used to one. consume a lot of information about him but i haven't thought about it in a while he, his he girlfriend always had a girlfriend the same girlfriend no, no oh okay no, different different women i see cor- like he would be with a woman for like a couple years and then next woman couple years next woman couple years like he did that his whole career he had a bunch wow. of bunch of different girlfriends mm-hmm. and then the joanna whatever her name is the last girlfriend which you were probably about to mention yeah uh she dated yeah. rivers cuomo before she dated oh, Elliot smith she's got a type yeah she does yeah. <laughs> uh that's interesting rivers wasn't quite as sad though so that must have been weird at all going yeah. from like, <laughs> hip, from like hip. do no. you want to destroy my sweater yeah uh, i can't we covered that forever ago i should know the damn words uh well uh, but yeah, she went from that like happy-go-lucky pop rock, you know, yeah, to just to power pop basically is what Weezer is. Yeah, uh, power pop, to, hell yeah, to like fucking the saddest of sad boy music. But he did full band shit at the end of his career, right? Uh, the from a basement on a hill is probably my favorite. Right, uh, fantastic album. collection. Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, do you have a favorite Elliott Smith record? While I got you here, I actually really do love From a Basement. I think was it. Uh, this was probably posthumous, but was it called Twilight or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was New Moon. New Moon, so, yeah, okay. Associated yeah. with, with uh, the we, Twilight uh, saga yeah. thing. Uh, but but yeah. yeah, that was a great, and that's I know that's not like probably album proper, but um, 
No, I mean it, it's a just a posthumous release from Kill Rock Stars. Yeah, the okay. label he was on I at see. first. Yeah, it was shit they had sent him, or, or I mean, he had sent them mm-hmm. that he had done, and I guess it was demos mm-hmm. that he had sent them yeah. for them to yay or nay or whatever. I uh, like the uh, fuck is it X X O X O yeah yeah X O is great. And then Figure Eight was the other full yeah. length. That right. Oh, Figure Eight's fantastic. Got, yeah. That's got like Son of Sand on it, and like uh, yeah. everything reminds me. Yeah. Oh, that's great, a great one, song. Man. Yeah. That 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 might be my favorite. Actually, I'll say that. Yeah, Figure Eight. Figure Eight. Yeah. It's also got a Junk Bond Trader. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, somebody that I used to know. Oh, the only man. somebody Killed that it. I used to know. Right. Uh, oh, oh, hit the mic. Uh, the, Got uh, so excited. The uh, uh, there was a MySpace meme back in the day when New Moon came out. No, mm. no, 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 no. It wasn't MySpace. It must have been Facebook then because it was later. It was when the movie came out. Whenever that was, okay. the Twilight New Moon. Yeah. And someone posted a pic, just a picture of that album cover, and it says the only New Moon. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so boy. funny that I got a. <laughs> we're bringing it back home thematically with Twilight. It's a good callback. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's random. Yeah. But uh. You guys, sorry to pivot, but I almost—I forgot to request this the other night when you played on the roof. Um, oh, yeah. You guys, I saw you at Mojo's cover uh, Muffin Man by Frank Zappa oh, once. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I would have liked to have seen oh, some yeah. like senseless jamming on that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, we put that at the end of uh, Moses Medicine mm. randomly one night, and it was like perfect. Nice. We're, like we're playing that at a show. Uh, right. Like I think Mike knew it, and he taught it to the rest of us. That makes that, sense. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, uh, you guys cover that too, right? We use uh, the Zach Evans villains used to cover oh, that. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, but yeah, that it's makes a great song, dude. Oh yeah, it's a fucking jammer. <laughs> Such an it's a good riff. riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I mean, it's iconic to anybody who's heard it. It's not like right. Stairway to Heaven iconic. Yeah, or Smoke on the Water or right. some shit like that. Seven Nation Army. But if yeah. you've heard it, if you've ever been a fan or, or listened through his catalog, and, yeah. Know, I noticed it's not on like Spotify. It's like a was it like a live track for him too? Uh, well, see, I'm not a huge Zappa. When you listen to the uh, the song, and actually, I don't know the recording since, but it starts off spoken word like a lot of weird Zappa songs do because he's like telling his albums are bizarro fucking stories. Um, so his spoken word then kicks into the riff at the end. You hear like the crowd clapping, and he says something like "Thank you, yeah. Austin, Texas, wherever you are." I don't yeah, know if that was added okay, in, like, okay. is that dubbed in, or if it, was that actually recorded live? I don't know. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is it Okay, so did you say that was on an album? Is it yeah, on I can't remember the name of the album, though, okay. but it's, yeah, it's on an album. I remember looking for it on Spotify, and I couldn't, found, couldn't find it. Yeah. And then I was listening to, I don't remember, I might have started on Catholic Girls, because that's one of the mm. ones I know really well. Yeah. So I, I might have started there on, like, YouTube. And just let it oh, go. Yeah. And then Muffin Man came up at some point. Nice. And I remember hearing it and like, oh shit, I couldn't find that on Spotify. And yeah. Right. So I guess I said catalog earlier, but really I guess I meant YouTube catalog no, for, you. for myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he was just so prolific uh, in his time. Like we were oh, talking about God. Elliot Smith right. you know, must have written all the time. He must have done the same. He did. I uh, he had a autobiography he wrote and it's uh, really, really fucking great. But it, it really? was talking about his early days in the in like the in the sixties when he was just like getting his shit together, but he would sit he'd eat like scrape by on bologna and mustard sandwiches, but he'd sit in an alleyway and like wouldn't have a guitar or a piano or anything like that, but he had sheet music and he heard the, the fucking everything in his head and he could just write it out on sheet music because he was that brilliant. So yeah, constant. I mean, that guy's, you talk about prolific careers of like a huge body of work from, from the sixties till his death. Like, 
Right. I mean, just non-stop, non-stop. We, in our jam room, we have that uh, Zappa 2012 poster. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was after he died, too. Yeah. People made that. I don't know. Right. I guess because he was dead, and that's why part of why it was funny. Yeah. Um, but Because <laughs> uh, if it was why he was I'd dead, write it in. I'd so write him in. Yeah, I would, too. Uh, he had some had some great wacky-ass ideas. Uh, like, he was, kind of he's are, great, man. We're kind of we kind of embody like a weird like not taking ourselves too seriously thing like yeah. he does. I appreciate of, that. Primus maybe is kind of like that too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we try to do that as well, kind of like where it's like we're not being we're not like Bayside or something. Yeah, where it's like <laughs> it's fun as fuck, man. I, that's yeah. why I dig it. It's, you guys are clearly having fun, and the the crowd reads that comes through perfectly in the performance and the music. Like everyone enjoys a show at the Jingle Sheep. Like I, everyone. Guys, you were talking about covers earlier while we're while we're on the compliment train. Oh yeah, uh, let's let's uh, stroke it. You were talking about covers earlier. The yeah. uh, the um, you guys did California Love one night. Yeah, and that fucking yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, dude. I was like, man, we've tried doing rap songs and it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't hit as well. But you guys did that and uh, fucking David knew all the fucking. Yeah, verses. that's the that helps a lot oh when David God. can like uh, his his uh, his musical background and his like lyrical style is is lends itself very well to being oh, able to rap he does that yeah he fucking he'll crush some syllables into a into yeah. a line and just make it work yeah i won't stumble over them like if i were trying to do that <laughs> i would fucking just like trip over every other word and but no uh, yeah we love doing that um we are actually talking about trying to figure out a new like rap medley Ooh, to incorporate nice. be- because that one we for a while when it was just the duo and i david would do uh we would do um like a version of California Love, but we'd also have AT Aliens by Outcast involved. Oh, and then like nice. he would throw in a little biggie too. Um, okay. and it was just a weird mashup sometimes. Um, uh, but so we want something new, like a new group, like, or not a new group, like a musical group, a new grouping of songs. Okay. So like, yeah. I don't know, like a, probably a nineties hip hop nice. cut in with some modern stuff, okay. you know, I don't know. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah. 2000s hip-hop is fair game for rock covers too a lot of it yeah sure um i mean if you think of just uh, so much of that was rock had like rock parts oh in yeah it, you know? for sure um i'm thinking of one of the most obvious ones would be like trick daddy uh let's go i think's the name of the song which is crazy mm. train oh yeah right uh, yeah that, i forgot about that yeah. if you want it you can get it let, let me know, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> little <Dun>. john <laughs> yeah can't say the next line right but it's okay Due to caucasity. Yep, yep, um, yep. So, uh, you were into hip hop for a while, right? You're yeah, still, I was still that, a hip hop. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, we'll never not be. I assume. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, have you gotten into any? Uh, we mentioned Chance earlier, but yeah, I've. There's a, a guy named Diabolic mm. that he's like super s- extremely lyrical, like yeah. very. That's all he's focused on, really. Right. Uh, and um, he's a. a rapper from new york i think okay and uh yeah he's he used to be affiliated with like immortal technique and he's been on a couple of his albums um but yeah i was hoping you had heard him so we no could. i haven't but yeah no <laughs> yeah. i wish we could Diabolic. With Diabolic. check him out yeah i will uh talib Kweli has a podcast okay That's a thing okay I mean, we don't have to talk about him very long but no yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna check back on, at the, to this to see if there are any guests that i really enjoy yeah probably um, i would assume that he T. has I a just great did one okay so, yeah. yeah that one ought to be good classic uh they talk about asap rocky yeah in it, so. <laughs> hashtag free rocky yeah exactly. um yeah. yeah i like uh like um for right now like i guess for 20 i'm trying to think of 2019 releases that i've listened to tyler the creator's album was fucking oh, beautiful and I brilliant loved it. I, fucking uh, loved it. I uh it really the hit me in the, the right spots yeah that's I okay it. but yeah, that, yeah. it kind of like it hits my other 
musical sensibilities, I guess, that it really works for me on a lot of levels. Right. What else has come out in 2019? I was just like, yeah. you motherfuckers want a Flower Boy 2, and you didn't yeah, exactly, get it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You got something different, right. and now you're sad about it. Yeah. Um, uh, 2018, I had some good stuff, but what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip-hop this think. year. Um, I haven't, there hasn't really been much. Yeah, 2018 uh, was there for a while. It was stacked just because, like, Kanye and crew, like, released uh, an album every yeah. month, though, like, in their yeah. respective sense. Like, he produced... What did he produce? He produced a Nas album and uh, mm-hmm. a fucking... Um, uh, why can't I forget there's his a, name? There's a, a lady. Yeah, yeah. With. I can't remember her name now. Pusha uh, T. Pusha yeah, T did Pusha it. Pusha T did two. one, yeah. Pusha's was great. And um, his own album. And right, then he, which whole, was a good, actually a good collection. Oh, shit, Kids See Ghosts. No, oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, uh, with Cuddy. Yeah, Cuddy, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I forgot yeah. how much I loved Kid yeah, Cuddy yeah, until yeah. that came out. and just like, my God, how did I give up on this guy? Like, Because Pursuit of Happiness was fantastic. And I just like I don't know, just one of those things you just forget about someone. Yeah. I guess I read that he went through a really, really strong bout of depression, so it really yeah. impacted um, his career for a little bit. He did have like yeah, he had uh, uh, he released a statement on his mental health. Or yeah. Something. Um, I'm just awaiting that uh, Frank Ocean man. Oh my gosh, any day now. Yeah. Frank, where you at? Oh really? If you're listening, you, no, I don't is know. There really like a, oh, I, was I like, think there's something minute, like supposedly something? something yeah like done. Oh really? Somewhere or there? Okay. I mean, I think in the. Uh, the Frank detectives say that there should okay. be a volume of work. Nice. But who knows? Honestly, Hell the guy yeah. is like, you want to talk about mysterious, like, right. uh, I really, and he's so, so good. Yeah. Um, he really is. And, uh, I like stuff like Earl's sweatshirt and like MF oh, doom. You ever listen to MF oh, doom? Oh, MF doom is Ooh. master of the English language. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, like absolutely just such a, such a rhyme wizard. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, but he's so low key. His delivery yeah. is not that attack heavy, right? So it, yeah, it's not it, aggressive. Kind of goes under the radar a little bit, mm-hmm. doesn't? You know, it doesn't hit you at first. It's a really slow burn kind of thing. You listen to him for a little while, and it hits you over time. Yeah, kind of rolls onto you in waves almost, right. rather than it just being like Eminem, where you get it immediately. Oh man, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's not quite like that. It takes. It's kind of an acquired taste. Yeah, almost. more subtle, I guess. That's why I like Open Mike Eagle the same kind of way. Very subtle. Um, I don't know if subtle is the best word, but yeah, more reserved. Right. It's uh, more thoughtful, I guess, in a way. Right. Not to say that when you're like rapid fire uh, attacking or being very aggressive with your delivery that you're not being thoughtful, but right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, good stuff. I really love the state of music, honestly. I mean, I, I, I bitch about like modern stuff, but like I honestly, the last several years, I have everyone I love and people I keep learning about are releasing so many good I know. records and they're so out there, like they're experimenting in ways, like they're trying shit and it, it's yeah. resonating with me. It's like, I, I mean, I can complain about, you know, I guess what's on the radio, but like, yeah, if you want to say like music sucks today, yeah, maybe music on the radio, but shit, man, like I feel like yeah. modern music creators are getting so good at uh, learning about how to adapt all the, the genres we've grown up with and yeah. the... You know the seventy plus years we've had of of pop music. Um, it's easy to find and the something. tools, and it's so easy to find something. Yeah, yeah. there's something for everyone. Yeah, which kind of sucks for guys like us or for anybody, like because there's so much noise out there, for lack of a better phrase. Right. Um, like 
we have so much to compete with, you know. We do. I mean, we really do. You know how many hours of music is uploaded on Spotify every every oh minute? Like, God. I mean, just what can you do? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it all, it feels like a losing battle uh, uh, when you think about it like that. Yeah, and then it when really Old Town Road's been on number uh, one for the last seventeen weeks, talk so much shit about that song on here. Yeah, I you know I've seen you on Twitter like light it up. Yeah. I don't I don't maybe don't have the uh, the stance you do, but you know, I don't know. Just good for him, I guess. Like it. Yeah. You know. I still have that stance. Yeah. I just he uh, he's been a troll on Twitter yeah. so hard, yeah. and at first I didn't think it was funny, and I've I've grown to it a little bit. I've yeah, I've let it kind of stop festering. <laughs> I just it just made me so mad that everyone loved it, and I just it right. made me so mad. Like yeah. you're telling me you couldn't name me three Jim Croce songs, but mm. you fucking love Lil Nas X. Yeah, come yeah. on, dude. Right. I don't know. There's so many other artists who have so much substance and so yeah. s- something to learn right. in their music, something to, to, you know, even if it's not like a fact, it's like an emotion or, uh, you know, a feeling that you can learn if you really dip into it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, there's not a lot of substance there. Even like he's yeah. come out on Twitter, like where people try to analyze everything he does. He's like, no, it's just a song about horses, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, a, it's just a, it's just a, a good, a good beat. And that's uh, all it is. There's not a lot of substance. Right. So nine inch nails, uh, right. sample in the beat. <laughs> exactly. Too, like, yeah. he almost got in trouble for that. Yeah. I guess Trent Reznor doesn't give a shit. So. Yeah. Good for him. That's, yeah. I didn't know that, but that's, uh, I mean, I knew nine inch nails was sampled, but I didn't realize that Trent was, uh, I guess he being cool about it. I guess they're. Well, I'm assuming. So yeah, I've not heard any. The label's lawyers might think differently. I guess. Very true. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I love uh, Nine Inch Nails. By the way, just to spin off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw a meme that said, um, "I don't." There was some shitty conservative person said something about sex as being marriage is defined by God or something like, or like the uh, act yeah, of yeah, sex. Yeah. And then something. The I think the the Twitter the quote tweet was like. Uh, Sex was invented by Trent Reznor in 1994 <laughs> when he released Closer. It's, like, it's fucking, yeah. I saw one that said uh, by Lady Gaga when she said, so I don't remember what she said, but. Oh, uh, let me take a ride on his disco stick yeah, or something like it. that. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, one that's too. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but you know, like, I mean, sex ballads, you know, Marvin Gaye, like shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's still funny. Yeah, It's it still is. funny. It's funny that the, it depends on the. <laughs> The disco stick thing is obvious, but sometimes when it's, it's not little, yeah. like an actual, you know, sex thing, it's funny. Right. Uh, right. I'm sure there are some Elliot Smith pages that have their own version of that. Oh, yeah, no Probably doubt. Probably Bright Eyes and all kinds of other songwriters. Oh, yeah, I assume. Which would be funny, which would be a funny. Right. Um, or when when Immortal Technique finally releases his uh, next album yeah it's awaited long awaited yeah uh it's basically his detox at this point because he yeah. hasn't released it Shit. it's been like it's been seven eight years since he's released anything wow i didn't realize that it, his last mixtape was the martyr okay um so yeah i don't know if you're into immortal technique no i'm not i know we've i feel like we've talked about him before yeah I've, I've probably recommended him because I'm uh, I'm a big fan, but yeah, uh, but yeah, he's basically in this situation. He's a guy from New York. Uh, he's got a bit pretty decent following, like sold hundreds of thousands of copies, you know. Fucking a. And uh, and he's like super political, uh, super left wing, obviously, almost like to the point of being borderline conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah, well, yeah, he, that's cool. He believes in all that like left wing shit, oh, like the yeah. left wing versions of all that shit. Right. Uh, and obviously was very anti Bush. That's when he came up kind of was yeah. like as an anti Bush guy. Yeah. Um, but not cheesily. So like yeah. where he actually named 
like a uh, Paul Wolfowitz somewhere. He actually oh, sure, yeah. like ha- knew some shit. Right. Uh, it wasn't just empty. Yes. Yeah, American idiot. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, American idiot. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry if you're a fan of that album, but yeah. I'm not. I was too old for it. Yeah, I it came out. What well, I guess it came. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, when well, I was in high school, I guess. Yeah. But like uh, everyone, not everyone. I don't know. I, I just I was really getting to other shit. I was really into System of Down in 2004. Oh, nice. Super into System. So like Green Day just does not did not hit my buttons right. Me neither. Yeah, I, I didn't like the people who were listening to them too. So which which happens in, in like high school or middle school, like. You associate music with different types of people or, or like, yeah. specific people. And you're like, I don't want to fucking listen to them. Did you learn radio video when you were in high school playing guitar? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Dun, Dude, I learned that, like, dun, entire dun. album, man. <laughs> uh, my first uh, system of album was seventh grade, and it was Toxicity. Hell, yeah. And then still this album came out, and it was and that was my favorite album. Probably really? still is just because of, like, just huh. the nostalgic time for me. It's, like, you know, one of those uh, things. I'm not saying it's the best, it. but, like, it's, like, uh, you know, and, if I, and reflecting on what I, like, it hits me the best because – takes me back to a time where i really started appreciating music differently um but yeah oh yeah i just they talk about a short like five album career but um right, yeah. great stuff they've been touring lately i know they toured the west coast with at the drive-in yeah like two years a. ago yeah i was like fuck you guys yeah. for not coming across the fucking yeah uh country dude i wanted them to to, to at least do like come through go to and chicago do, like, or something indie, you know, like, yeah indie nashville like you know to do yeah. the circuit of big American cities, but they didn't. Nope. But so maybe mad. they will. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I've never seen them live, and I see a lot of live shows, and they're one of my favorite bands in my life. But I still haven't got to see them. So yeah. one day maybe. Oh, Mars Volta's getting back together. Oh, That's really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cedric said we're we're meeting up and we're jamming, like writing new stuff, not yeah, like right, just like yeah. gonna tour like some old shit. They're gonna write. Right, right. That's yeah. fantastic. They're gonna write some new shit. Uh, I guess Beto got them energized or something, but because uh, you know Beto was in a band with. Cedric, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he was ever in a band with Omar, but he was definitely in a band with Cedric. Hmm. He played guitar and Cedric played drums, I want to say. Oh, wow. Um, just random, but they're both from El Paso. So yeah. both like El Paso punk kids, so yeah, it makes sense. Uh, that is kind of weird how our one of our presidential candidates has... Um, but uh, yeah, I I just don't... I don't know about Beto. I don't know if Beto's going to do it. Yeah, I, might, I don't have a lot of faith in that guy. He might, he might not. I don't know. Yeah. He's he, he did have some fervor behind him there for a minute, and yeah, then I think it he squandered seems it. Seems to have waned a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he grabbed it by the horns properly. Bernie is, has always been my pick since yeah. twenty sixteen. Yeah, sure. So uh, he's been he's been my pick for going on four years now. Yeah, uh, for president. Well, I think he's like this, for lack of a word, the safety in the back of a lot of people's minds. Like there right. may be, but they're still like thinking about other candidates. Right. Obviously, I think most of the people who are even thinking about Bernie or another candidate are going to vote for whoever isn't Donald Trump, no matter what. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, like you know, um, I'm just curious about a lot of candidates right now. I haven't really dived into too much of the the primary because uh, it gets exhausting if you really start soaking in for like it's there's not so even many. it's not even 2020 yet. Yeah, um, there's so many. So I want to see wait till some people drop out and see what happens after like New Hampshire or Iowa. But right. I like I'm interested in Andrew Yang. That yeah. dude's really I like. Very I'd love to see what goes on with him. I don't have faith he'll swell like like Pete Buttigieg has. Oh um, my god! Yeah. yeah, which is so incredible. Like it's yeah. uh, kind of random. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, South Bend mayor. Like, how does that happen for yeah. you become a front runner or basically a, a very competitive Top candidate? Five, yeah, very yeah, competitive yeah. candidate at least. Very formidable opponent in the field. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, 
makes you think, actually, if I want to don my conspiracy voice. But yeah, yeah, it does a little because he has really strong money ties. Um, like right. he's, I think he just hired like a former Goldman Sachs CEO as a not CEO but top analyst for something in the in his organization. Not that, I mean, people got to fucking jobs. You can't say everyone that worked for a a giant bank corporation is shitty. But you know, it's still like I don't know, it smacks weird yeah. right now. I don't know, right. Especially since Bernie has no big money interests that we know of. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you, you compare that, I mean, of course Bernie Ber, uh, Bernie has a is a different animal. Like he's a he fucking um, just his own beast. Like yeah. so, I don't I don't expect everyone to be able to replicate that kind of grassrootsness. But right, he's got the most consistency behind him too. I think yeah. that's part of it. It's just his right his grassroots. I like that a lot. The fervor of people for him is as consistent as his policies over time. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's always been about compassion, and I feel I'm yeah. I'm just about whatever moves us in a more, moves our needle in a more compassionate way. Yeah. I feel like Bernie Man, is that's the great. top. Some fucking human empathy would be nice. Yeah. Like, just some basic caring yeah. for each other. And I'm not even like that. And that's, you know what's fucked up is that as a political statement. To say that we should have political, like, human empathy. That is a political statement now. Like, no, fuck that. (laughs) That is a basic thing we should all be providing each other is, I don't know. Right. Some community. Like, I don't know. That's kind of what I've, uh, that's the tact I've taken whenever anyone wants to start talking shit about transgender people. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, isn't it kind of a common decency thing? Isn't it kind of like if someone wants their name to be Bird now? Yeah. Just their name. I'm not yeah. trying to make a weird joke. I'm, I'm no, saying I, literally, I yeah. like, call me Bird, guys. Right. You should call them Bird yeah. if someone wants to be called anything. That's your name. Yeah. You get to pick what people fucking call you. Yeah. It's common decency just to call people yeah. what they want to be called. Yeah. And if that's woman when they are biologically a male, right. then don't be an asshole and call them the name they want. Right. That's really all it is. It's just about common decency. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. a show that has. There's a guy named Bird on it. And now I can't remember. Okay. It's not. It's always sunny. That's not what I was thinking of. Yeah, well, there that's is a good. That's show. Good, that is good. But uh, there is a show where someone is called Bird, and that's why I said that. But now made it almost like I was trying to call transgender people animals, and I was clearly no, not trying no. to. No. Oh, I, yeah. I, I hope um, no one would draw that line. Yeah, I hope not. But because uh, uh, I'm definitely not. I'm actually arguing in the opposite direction. Right. Uh, that it's just basic common decency to call people what they want to be called. Right. Why isn't that the issue? Why isn't that? I don't see why that's not at the like front of the issue right. for everyone. Just like it's just being a fucking decent human being. Yeah, that's what a lot of the shit boils down. Holy to. shit! Yeah, yeah. That's like not to well, well, we're we're pretty having fun with politics here, but like you <laughs> know, like basic thoughts extending the the idea of just have human empathy. Like I'm not even saying like as a policy point, but like if I do want to extend the policy points, like having a decent minimum wage, it was yeah. 2009. It was this summer. I quit my job at Quiznos subs, <laughs> Quiznos subs, which fucking sucked everyone. I was love their food, <laughs> but the, the job sucked. Um, I, this minimum wage got raised to seven fifty, Right. And I worked there for, you know, two months or something like that. And like, I got a seven fifty paycheck. 10 years later, we're sitting here right now in this podcast room, minimum wage seven fifty. Yeah. I mean, there is like economically nothing similar about 2009 to 2019. Right. It's fucked up, man. Yeah, that is fucked up. Um, so Super little basic up. human empathy, like maybe people should be paid a decent fucking wage. And that's just the bare yeah. minimum. It's not even like, like I, I don't get paid minimum wage. And um, I think that if you compare me to the same guy working the same job 
20, 30 years ago, I'm making way, way less. For for instance, oh, our yeah, newspaper jobs, you'd see that shit like journalists talk. I've talked to a lot of old school journalists who I started in 1988 making $35,000 a year. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. 1988, you know how much that, that would be like? That's right. like $70,000 yeah. today. And it's like, Crazy. what the fuck? You know, yeah. and I don't know. It just, uh, it blows my mind. Wages is just such a criminal issue nowadays all, all Almost across is, the board. Yeah, it really should be. And I, I try to explain that to my, uh, I've talked about my conservative dad on here. I've tried to kind of explain to him, like, my concerns with CEO to base worker pay like how those compare oh my, my gosh, yeah, how much that, has changed yeah it, my concern with that just has to do with like this like it is unfair that the government should subsidize those people's needs yeah. when their their employer should be paying them enough right. to make that happen I, I yeah i don't see how that's not just an obvious thing for republicans right to be like we don't want to fucking spend that money right. the corporation should you know no, they're they're fine with underwriting it, I guess. Yeah, it's weird because they own all the corporations. Maybe, well, maybe <laughs> they're maybe. more likely to, or you know, whatever. However, you want to, how you get what I'm getting at. But, right. Um, they support them at least. They support right. the corporations the most. Um, yeah. But still, Dems get by with being super fucking corporate oh and just not speaking in a way that supports corporations. No, they they have they have much better coded language. Or they just don't talk about it. Like yeah. I mean, that's one of my big issues with President Obama. It was mm, you know, yeah. I don't know if that was really even his fault because he was a you know, a young senator into the, taken into the highest office in the land. I think right. the party uh uh just told him how he was going to have to do things right. um which was a huge detriment to you know progress um like that's why we got a neutered healthcare plan and that's why right. there's the huge bank bailouts and the huge auto bailouts i'm not sure maybe i'm giving too much credit that that's not like obama's game but they definitely like i mean his relationship with the uh banking world is does not look good in it's hindsight yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh maybe we didn't realize it then but yeah sure and that's the case for a lot of corporate democrats there's a sh- i mean there's there's um i mean nancy pelosi right now she's a fucking full-on you know, corporate Democrat. I don't know. I think what it, to me, I've thought about it so much about how the biggest constitutionalists, the loudest constitutionalists seem to really only give a shit about the principles of the constitution in a way that fits their current narrative. Yeah. They don't really, many of them are not really the kind of like history buffs that would go back and actually read what Thomas Jefferson said about you know, the principles he was trying to lay out. Right. Thomas Paine and all the different mm. um, uh, voices you could possibly uh, bring back, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feel like enough people actually, who, who squawked the loudest about the Constitution, right. have actually gone back and, you know, done any kind of research to make right. sure that they are espousing the same uh, principles. Because right. they generally are not, I no. would imagine. Well, absolutely. And if they... Even at its core, as Thomas Jefferson suggested that, you know, every generation, every 20 or so years, that the Constitution would be changed in some way, you know, or that, because, I mean, society changes, and, like, I mean, that's just a minor sense, of course, like, culturally things are different, like, just from our parents to us or to our uncles or whatever, but, I mean, think about the 250 years or 240 years, whatever, there's the internet, there's nuclear weapons, and there's (laughs) fucking, like, uh, there's Little Nas X, and, like, I mean... (laughs) Since so they couldn't have predicted this shit, man. Like, of right. course. I mean, like, they were they wrote that shit ambiguously because 
at some point society was going to have to start fixing it to their own current standards and like i don't think you can compare and i'm a <clears throat> i don't want to seem a constitutionalist but i believe in that underlying idea is that like right um you know we need to make work what works for us and that's why you can amend the constitution that's why it's right. there but that's why it's a living document yeah like uh it's just a huge difference in time between now and then so you know then that was written by a bunch of fucking slave owning uh, white males. I mean, they. Some of them were young. Thomas Jefferson was young when, uh, you know, in 1776. I mean, he was a young guy when he wrote the uh, Declaration of Independence. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, so we're not saying old white guys, but they were still like fucking, you know, land owning, slave owning white dudes. Right. Um, upper echelon. Upper, white dudes. upper echelon. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lil Nas X would have blown their fucking mind. <laughs> a gay black dude who uh, has the th- number one song. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been like. They would have been. I don't know, probably offended by that. Like, they oh, probably yeah. would have had a problem with that. Yeah, uh, to I some would extent. only assume, yeah. But then, at the same time, isn't isn't that uh, isn't that happening, that existing, kind of uh, the fulfillment of many of their ideals? God like, name, I think so, man. You know? I mean, that's... Are we saying that Little Nas X has completed <laughs> the American dream and fulfilled Manifest Destiny? I- I'm saying that it's, uh, yeah, kind of, <laughs> in a... In, <laughs> In a small way, yeah, I think he kind of has. And I, you know, I actually do too. And just in that minor gap where you know, with Billy Ray and getting on the yeah the country charts and all that shit, it's just like I just love that. I mean, there's been plenty of examples of combining genres in popular music history, like uh, mm-hmm. fucking Cypress Hill and yeah. like uh, Run DMC and shit like that. But yeah, um, or just Rage Against the Machine. But um, like I just really like uh, in the modern parlance of our times or that well, i use that wrong i just really wanted to quote Lebowski there no, no, but no. um <laughs> that uh you know we have this you know like you said this this um lgbtq uh young black kid breaking the waves on white country radio yeah. where guys get offended about like their fucking jean brand siding so, yeah. with someone else or like they're the nike like burning nikes because of yeah. their celebrity endorsements or whatever but like, it just really makes me feel good to know that um, he's bridging gaps and also burning some of the the shitty gaps we don't need to be connected to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fully turned around on Lil Nas X. Well, here we go, guys. I, 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 I appreciate his impact. Uh, and he can he can just stop making music whenever right. he wants to because I'm never gonna listen. Yeah, to Yeah, I'm it, never so. gonna listen to an album uh, or anything. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, but so what, whatever he wants to do, yeah, I'm not gonna give it shit anymore, unless it's thrown in my face again, like the like the uh, Old Town Road was. But as long as he's just doing his own thing, I don't, that's that's really like so, at the core of so many of these social issues is really yeah. just like. Uh, anyone who has a problem with quote homosexuals, mm-hmm. uh, like why don't you just let people do what they're gonna fucking do and yeah, be man. who they want to be? W- doesn't have anything to do with you, right? When gay people get married, yeah. there's not like y- an instant depression that you feel that day, right? Because you don't know what happened, so it doesn't <laughs> like <laughs> same. I mean, same could be said with a lot of uh, oh, social man. issues. Absolutely, uh, if you just kind of just. I, I don't know. As long as no one is suffering, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah. At the end of the day. Right. Um, I think if, if, if people just applied that to their, you know, their political opinions, I feel like a lot, uh, we could clean up a lot of this shit. We could, <clears throat> we could kind of take the piss. Take uh, the piss. As, uh, as Jim Jeffries says a lot. Nice. Yeah. Um, we could take the piss 
out of uh, our discourse there. But um, um, okay, let's get this yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, what you gotta we're going to wrap up pretty soon. So when's Corduroy? I know tonight, obviously, but when's the next Corduroy Orbison show? Uh, the next one that definitely people listening to this should be able to attend or plan on is uh, August 24th. Okay. Lamasco Barn Grill. Okay. Uh, should be a banger. We're nice. looking for a second band out of town to hop on the bill, too, but we haven't secured that yet. Okay. Uh, so it should be a fun night no matter what. And then we're playing in Indianapolis the next night at the place called The Melody Inn. Oh, nice. Which should nice. be cool. cool. It's like one of our first real big city gigs, Sweet. even though it's a Sunday night. Still very excited about the opportunity to play for some uh, a new crowd in a new city and just travel and hang out and be weird. Sweet, man. Um, and then we're playing uh, Parks Fest. October right, 5th. Right, right, yeah. That's because the benefit of uh, putting on your music festival is you can <laughs> book your own band. The second year. Yeah, you, exactly. You yeah, I want to. The first year. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to see how things would go. I didn't want to, like, <laughs> stress myself out. You um, let it get rained out a year. Now, exactly. Well, the sunny year, you guys are going to. Yeah. Now it's all oh, on that's, Yoakum. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, Parks Fest is going to be fucking awesome this year. Who else on so. that bill, man? Well, it's a, we stacked it up because we're doing a multi-stage thing this year. Ooh. So, um, because we, uh, we, we're pivoting because just the way that the fundraising is, because we're a completely free festival and like, and we fundraise every single dollar. And it's like, it's just, it's starting from the ground up every single year. Like, so we pivoted from spending money on a huge, huge headliner. Well, not huge, but Deer Tick and Houndmouth were pretty big. Um, in terms of regional free gates, uh, we're going to have a little smaller event, but make it bigger in terms of like the music. So we got more stages, more bands, more talent, um, okay. locally, uh, see if I can rattle this off off the top of my head. We've got uh Dakar Baker and friends, which is going to be, or Dakar and good company, which is like Dakar and Patrick Preston and Theo Kai mm. and Jay rivers and, Damn. uh, Nero. And then, um, Justin Purdy on horns and then other guest appearances. Nice. Corduroy Orbison, we got Plateau Below um, nice. out of Bloomington. The, yep. There's some Evansville presence in that band, I believe. Um, and then uh, a band from, um, shit, Minnesota called uh, Panther Ray, which is a, a band that is friends with uh, one of our friends. So we get hooked up to them. So we're going to bring them in. They're very cool indie psychedelic rock kind of thing. Okay. Um, but to the bigger acts, it's a band called uh, The Minks, which is a, like a psychedelic blues band out of uh, Nashville. Real like Dead Weatherish or like, uh, okay. I don't know, um, kind of Velvet Undergroundish too. And then the, the headliner is uh, Los Coasts, which is a, uh, I don't know. Again, we're really heavy on the psychedelics here, I guess. It's like a psych soul, like psych soul with hip hop flair to it and like some like, like the, the lead singer is kind of like Gil Scott Heron kind of vibe. So okay. he's like like talk singing and like uh just really smooth grooves um they're out of austin texas they're fucking dope man That's i awesome. saw them open for um gary clark jr in nashville and uh okay. basically that's how they we ended up booking them is like because i saw them and it was like well oh, these guys fucking rock <laughs> um it's like a chick bassist like it's punk rock bass player okay with dreadlocks and like you know, red red dress and like tattoos and playing an SG bass, like being Ooh. a bad, just just bad. Um, awesome, and like I said, the the lead singer is like a Gil Scott Heron kind of vibe, and the guitarist is just real reserved, but like um like uh, really really strong. And he plays keys too. And there's a chick key keys player, and uh, the drummer is just fat on the pocket. And uh, nice. it's gonna be really fun. Like awesome. And there's a bunch of other acts I can't think of, like uh, other bands that'll be playing throughout the day. 
Um, okay. But it's going to be uh, pretty cool. And then, of course, we got old Perd Happily. Yeah. Um, MC in the event from Parks and Recreation. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just a little weird thing. Um, <laughs> because Evansville is pretty much Pawnee, Indiana. And it is, basically, yeah. We just wanted to bring that all together since yeah. it's Parks Fest, Parks and Rec Fest, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, okay, so we got Corduroy and then yeah. uh, Parks Fest. Is there any other, are there any other, I know there are the summer shows. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the, just if I can plug the On the Roof series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I was had the pleasure of having the Jangle Ship, Jangle Shits, yeah, the yeah, Jangle yeah. Sheep uh, perform at <laughs> the other accurate. day. It's yeah. Well, yeah, we can, yeah. <laughs> um, sheep Shits probably pretty healthy, I believe. It's probably oh, big, yeah, yeah. big old, it's a good big old stacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the On the Roof series at the Arts Council of Southwestern Indiana, 212 Main Street, downtown Evansville, Evansville just right there, uh, Crossing the people, yeah. um, we have a rooftop concert series. It's completely free to the public. Um, there's a cash bar, um, but you can come. You don't have to spend a dollar, and you can enjoy some really, really great music. Uh, August 10th, we have Stella, Off Fox, and Thunder Dreamer. Mm. Great local bands. Stacked. Stacked. Uh, then September 7th, we got that same Dakar and Good Company. It's going to be maybe a little different flair. I think Monty's going to be involved in some Hell other yeah. special players. That'll close out the season on September 7th. But again... Saturday, 6.30, 9.30-ish, um, completely free. You should definitely check it out. We're looking forward to next year because um, we learned a lot this year. So we'll probably amp it up, I hope. And then yeah, I think we're yeah. going to have like a in-the-gallery kind of fall-winter thing. I don't really know what that's going to look like yet, but okay. I'm figuring it out. So okay. we'll see. Awesome. Hell yeah, man. So that place has got some a nice artsy vibe. I know it's the Arts yeah. Council. Makes right. sense. Uh, but I, yeah. I guess I didn't. I don't think I'd ever been in there before. Yeah. Man. Well, we just opened in February. I mean, the organization's uh, been around for 50 okay. years. That's what I thought. That's 50 okay. years next year. But, like, we just opened that new space in February. And, like, we are, we are an art gallery, but we're a nonprofit that supports the arts and education, arts education in the community, in the, the entire region. Nice. Um, predominantly Evansville, as you can imagine, just yeah, by yeah. virtue of being the biggest city in the region. Most people. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, so we are bleeding heart artist hippies um <laughs> so we almost everything i would say 95 percent of what we do is free so okay, nice. we're raising money and spending money for the community awesome. like to enjoy arts and culture and to learn about arts and for kids to learn about art and music experiences and things like that that's awesome so that's why i was like well i get to put on a rooftop concert series i should expose some people to some good rock and roll hmm yeah. the jingle sheep <laughs> And lots, and you guys opened it, right? Yeah, we were the, the test subject. Yeah, yeah, we were. I've uh, managed to make Cordero Oberson the test subject at the, the gallery twice because <laughs> we did the rooftop, which we learned we didn't have the power load that we needed for a full uh, band yeah. or a, what full sound at least. Like, a, and then we did the gallery show, um, which was our album release, July twelfth. Oh, okay. So we hadn't had a full band in the gallery yet, so I was like, let's see how this goes. Which it worked out okay. It was very like a. Very much like kind of a PG, only it's more shotgunish, right? Right. Um, kind of feel, and it's not concrete, um, so the sound absorbed much nicer, I guess. Like uh, a sortie. Yeah. That place was. Open. Oh yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, that's like actually perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because it was right down there. It's yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, like uh, right across the street. So I, I would assume very much stylistically the same kind of architecture and like structure. Right. Because um, I can't really remember. I mean, I, I was in there when it was sorties and when it was the Laugh Factory and. Yeah, the comedy club. So, like, that. I've yeah, seen it spot. in a few different iterations, but it's hard for me to remember everything. Um, but it sounded good. But we also had a fun 
little thing. I brought it in my smoke machine. Oh, so I wanted yeah. some cool red light ambience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, set off the smoke machine throughout the show and about through our seventh or eighth song on the album, the fire alarm went off. Oh, alerted no. the fire department. The fire department came and like, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Man, it always sucks when an authority figure shows up to a rock show. Well, luckily it was just the fire department. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's still it was uh, it was more funny now it's definitely funny and like memorable we'll talk about that for years but like <laughs> I've seen to fuck up all of our releases because <laughs> at the 253 EP release last year at Mojo's I broke a string it's a uh, five song EP and like the fourth song I broke a string <laughs> and had to change change strings and grind it to a halt and like and this time I brought my fucking smoke machine and <laughs> set off the fire alarm and something about release shows, man. Because yeah. at the Leave Me Satisfied release show that you were at at Mojo's uh-huh. is when that amp was going out. Is Mike's holy shit? I forgot about that. Going out. Right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I have a whole new rig, luckily, so it never does that. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, that was so. That's so humiliating when you're shit. Oh work. man, it gets worst. so like, and you get so in your head, especially when a, yeah. a high pressure moment like that, like yeah. the tiniest little thing, you like almost forget how to troubleshoot properly because you're so like right. nerve wracked. Yeah. That's whenever you do the the dumb thing of like leaving it unplugged. Oh and my that god! Kind of thing. Yeah, dude, I've done that at shows. Like the last show on the rooftop, I was like, "Why am I not getting signal?" <laughs> and then I looked down and my my bass isn't plugged in. That's so easy yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But those rooftop shows are really fun. Did uh, you have a good time? The show was great. Good. Um, I I can only imagine anybody else would be awesome to see up there. Nice. Uh, Hannah Evelyn was great to see up there. Yeah, man, she is so great. I keep meaning to, to listen to the podcast with her too, but man, oh, she's good, a, yeah. she's a, a, a really great artist. Like in all, like visually, like she's got, she's painting and drawing and like, she's yeah. really unique music style. She's got a great voice. Oh, great voice. Yeah. 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 yeah I look forward to seeing what she does. She tunes, uh, to yeah. weird tunings and shit. Yeah. That's really fucking I cool. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When she was switching tunings up there, she's like dad gad. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. you're, you've been doing this a while. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't just, you don't just immediately start and switch to dad gad. No, unless no. Unless you're learning some pop punk song or something that happens to be in that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I appreciated how in depth she seemed to, to be with her. Uh, yeah. You know, exploring different tunings and whatnot and different right. um you know to make different uh, different songs so yeah. uh it's been real man as yeah always. thank you so much uh, i've been yeah, with you sure. on so many podcasts in so many different locations we've gone <laughs> yeah. from like the jam room yeah. to like your apartment and now we're here yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. fucking cool yeah back in the the tri-state space program is still up it's still it's oh just, yeah it's great nice it's just the nathan RSS did tell me yeah, he listened yeah. to some of those i think a few months ago. I can't, I think he went nice, back and listened yeah. to some of the ones he was on. They're still on there. I haven't deleted them, but yeah. the, it's just an RSS feed now. So I'm not paying okay. for it, but nice. it's still live somehow. Sweet. I don't know. Uh, Living on the internet somewhere. Yeah, if you just, yeah, you can go and find it, but uh, thank you for doing this. Yeah, and, man. Uh, we'll do it again. I, I want to have the corduroy boys in here again as well. So thanks man. Yeah, we'll do Maybe we'll do like all four of you. Yeah. And then I'll sit on the end or something. We'll figure it out, but Bitchin'. yeah. Alrighty. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>